everybody. Maria Daniels here with Successfully Chaotic. And today I have guest Denise Eckert. And I guess I should have asked you how you pronounce your name, but I'm assuming that's right. Is that right? Yes, that's right. <laughs> okay. I'm really bad about that. I always always remind remind yourself, Maria, to ask them how you pronounce your name, but I don't. I usually hit live and I'm like, oh, oh, I may butcher that. But, you know, I think uh, most of my listeners have kind of come to expect that. So you are joining us from Canada. We were kind of chatting a little bit before we went live uh, just about, you know, where you're at. And you all are still um, in, a, in a lockdown situation, which is, you know, frustrating, I'm sure, for a lot of people. Um, and it's just sad that there's just still so much uncertainty going on in the world. But I know you specialize in an area that I think is very much needed, um, not only during times like this, but um, just in the everyday life of the entrepreneur, small business owner. Um, can you share with our listeners and our viewers just you know who you are and a little bit about what you do? Yes, my name is Denise Eckert, and I'm the owner of Balance Me. And what I do is I am a certified life coach and hypnotherapist and EFT practitioner. And what I do is I work with a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners to reduce the stress in, in their lives. Because the last thing we want to do is go into burnout, end up in the hospital, end up sick. And also when you're reducing the stress in your life, you're creating room for more happiness in your life. And I love doing that with people. Absolutely. So do you do you find that you work primarily with female entrepreneurs or is it kind of a mix? It is a mix, but it's more of the female entrepreneurs. They tend to reach out more than men. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I found that to be the case because I've, I've never really like solely sought after women, but it's kind of one of those things. I don't even remember who said it. Somebody said um, one time that I didn't set out to work only with women, but the men just stopped coming. I don't remember who that was, but I was like, I remember her saying, I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of, <laughs> we're kind of, I'm kind of seeing myself in that. But, you know, I think sometimes it it's easier to, you know, talk from a place of understanding if your obviously your life experiences have been similar. I know for me, I end up getting a lot of women who are balancing entrepreneurship and motherhood. Um, I have seven children of my own and one of them's autistic. So I end up actually working with some women that have um, special needs kids because that's a whole different <laughs> ball game. Um, but I think a lot of times, you know, even though stress is stress, you know, a lot of times just the, saying it in the right way and coming from a place of actually understanding what they're going through, you know, can at least get them over that first hump of, of you know, where people don't think that nobody understands. Nobody would ever understand what I'm going through. But, you know, as much as we are an individual, we, we're still a lot alike and a lot of people have similar experiences. Can you explain um, to us how did you get started doing this? Well, to be honest with you, I was one of those entrepreneurs that would work 24-7, work, 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 and work to the point that I got sick, got into burnout, and took some time off, recovered, and jumped right back into that hamster wheel. And I would go from doctor to doctor and going, what's wrong with me? Meanwhile, I was putting it all onto myself. And I'd go for blood tests, and I'd go for this test and that test, and I didn't understand why I was always so exhausted and so fatigued. And then I did a bunch of other career moves. And for some reason, I jumped into this when I became a coach because it is something that we tend to do. And I know growing up, 
uh, being really busy and being too busy that you can't go see your family or you're missing things because you're too busy was a great indicator of success. And that really bothers me because that's what I was raised with. And I really, my mission is to change that mentality because that is so wrong. If you don't give your body and your mind that break, you jump right back into that hamster wheel and you're not focused and you're not productive and you're stretching. Well, it's like burning the candle at all three ends and you only have two, right? Absolutely. And I, and I think a lot of people that are listening to this and that will listen to this can probably hear themselves in that. And sadly, most of the time, our stories are much like yours that you you're like, oh, well, I will get to it later or later when I get to this point, then I'll rest or and I'm saying that because I was there. <laughs> you know, I totally get it. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you were talking about that society rewards the idea of busyness. And a lot of times that busyness is without purpose. And, you know, some of us are high energy. I'm super high energy. I admit this about myself and anybody that ever listens to the show, they can notice I'm all the time. But, you know, there is something to be said for, you know, if you are not being very purposeful about how you're spending your time, you're not being very purposeful about resting. That was my big thing. My big thing, I, I still have to do that. I have to schedule in my rest because if not, I will always be able to find something to fill my time because I'm on the go. I'm busy all the time. And I think it's very important for us to be conscientious about our, you know, the way that maybe our natural flow is. My natural flow is high energy. My natural flow is to kind of be into everything all the time. I love that. And there's benefits to that, but there's also lots of negatives to that. Do you, did you find that you were a person that is more high energy and that like to be into things and it was a little bit of a harder jump for you to really schedule in your rest or did you find that it was easier for you to be able to start to schedule in those times of rest well for me i think my problem was was i would tackle on too much at one time and this is a silly example but i remember i bought a, a place and i went out and i was going to buy i bought fabric for my curtains and you know what? I sat there the whole day and made my curtains. I did not want to do it the next day. And that is in my work as well. If I'm working on a project, I don't want to get up and do it, start it again. I want to finish it right now and then. And the problem was, was that I wasn't chunking my projects down to bite size yeah. pieces. And that's what I learned with the coaching is that if you chunk things down, take projects, and then take the break and give yourself a rest and, and then take on the next project. And that was my issue when I was really burning the candle at both ends. I, and I think that that is the case for a lot of people. And I think we're our own worst enemies a lot of times because it's funny, you know, I even look back at when I had kind of my break, I had a complete breakdown. Like you can listen to my podcast. I tell that whole story. I'm not going to bore you with it right now, but I, you know, I, wouldn't listen. It's like, I, I knew, I knew I was doing too much. I knew I was taking on too much. I knew I was wearing down, but I had this like destination on my mind. Well, when I get to this point, then I can slow down, then I'll be able to take a break then I'll be able to rest. And, but the, the mark kept moving. <laughs> you know what I mean? That mark kept moving. I'd get to that point and be like, well, now I've got this to do. Let me get to this point next. And, but your body you know, can only last so long on, you know, two to three hours of sleep here or there. And it was just like, I wasn't doing a great job of listening. And the, the bad part is, is if one of my clients had come to me and even, I even knew 
that they were doing part of the crap that I was doing. I would have been like, listen, you are burning yourself out. You know, I would have said the same thing you did, you know, burning the candle at both ends and then some, you know, you're not going to be able to do this, but we're our own worst enemies a lot of times. And even though I knew it wasn't great for me, I told myself that I could, I could handle it. I, you know, I was tough. I was strong. I could handle it until this point, but then I kept moving that mark. And, you know, I think that's why it's so important to have that person or those people that you are, able to kind of almost mastermind with or that you're able to, you know, have coach you, you know, because we're not that great at giving ourselves the same advice as we would someone else. Did, did you, did you bring in somebody whenever you were going through that? Or is it something that you just woke up one day and said something has to change and that's what got the ball rolling? Yeah, I was on my own, unfortunately, because in those days there weren't any coaches. And people really didn't look at burn it. And it also had that mental health stigma. Yeah. So you, and a lot of times I found when I was in burnout or overstressed, I didn't even understand what was going on because I didn't understand why I was so tired. And I was had the energy because in those days I used to do conference planning. And I don't know if you've ever planned a conference or an event. But a couple weeks before the event, it's chaos. It's just chaos. Yeah. There's so much to do. And you're working 24-7. And almost every conference that I did, I'd end up with pneumonia. And I would still go and do the conference because I had to. But then once the conference was over, I would take some time off. I would sleep for a week. And then I'd go to Barbados, which was my go-to place. And it was a nasty way of living because the first week in Barbados, no one could even talk to me because I was still unwinding. And so week two, week three, when I was down there, then I could finally be myself again. But no, no one ever told me, hey, slow down. My doctor said, yeah, you might be doing too much. But that was it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's not, I, I mean, I think there's starting to become a little bit of focus on that, but for the longest time, there wasn't a focus on that. And I still think uh, that, especially with the women that I have worked with, we tend to put so much on ourselves just because we're trying to wear all the hats. You know, we're trying to show up at home if we have children for our children, if we have a significant other for a significant other, you know, for our friends, for our parents, for all the people, you know, and then if we decide that we want to have a professional life, we're having to kind of clone ourselves to be able to be all the things in that world too. And, you know, I think that's why it's so important to be able to be that voice of reason to women everywhere to say that it is okay for you to slow down. It's okay if you decide you don't want to do anything today, you clear your calendar. I had to give myself that permission to be able to have those days. If I you know, woke up and I was not feeling it that day, I had to give myself the permission to move my appointments, to give myself the permission that I didn't have to be all the things that day. And I think just the idea that I had that permission, gave myself that permission, because we give it to ourselves. You know, we give, I gave myself that permission. That started to get me out of my own funk. Now, when you work with people now, what do you find is the biggest triggers for them deciding that they need to reach out to someone? Um, they're just spinning, you know, they've got this mentality that they don't have enough time, don't have enough time. And it becomes such a panic. Uh -huh. And then they see their, their world falling around them. And I mean, it ruins relationships. It ruins your business. And once you start looking at 
why is this happening? That's when they usually come to me because then they realize, I mean, that's the thing too with stress. You have to admit that you are yeah. burning the candle at both ends because we all want to be these superheroes and we all want to do everything all the time for everybody perfectly. But reality is we can't do that. And when we have to take that step back, sometimes we do. We feel like we're incompetent. We feel that we, we're failing. We're letting people down. And I don't know. It's, it, it is mostly with women that feel that, which is sad. But you know what? If they don't do something about it, they'll end up in bed or sick or in the hospital or, you know, the list goes on. Well, I know I, know, I think it's quite funny, not funny, haha, but funny, odd, that a lot of women struggle with autoimmune issues and all types of issues, you know, the silent issues, far more than men do. And I think stress is a big you know, proponent to why that's happening, because, you know, again, you can only run your body, you know, full force without giving it the rest it needs, proper nutrition, you know, reduce stress. Stress is very damaging. And I don't think enough people look at that. We're, uh, most of us are just like, oh, I'm under stress. And I mean, I say it too, trust me, I, I say it too. But it's one of those things that, you know, if prolonged stress is so damaging to the system. And I think it's so important to be able to have these conversations that allows other people to say, okay, well, they went through it too. You know, they've been there too, because just knowing that somebody else has been there a lot of times is enough for somebody to take that first step forward and say, I can't handle this right now. You know, this is just too much for me right now. And that's the first step to be able to take the rest of the steps to be able to get to a place where you are feeling balanced. I, I know, um, I seen, I think it was on your Facebook uh, profile that it says to go, that you said you go from, um, burnout to balanced. And I love that analogy because I don't, I can't even count the number of times at this point that I felt burnout. And I think it's almost one of those things that even though I know now, and I know the steps, I end up kind of slowly falling off that wagon. I have to keep myself in check. You know, it's like, I'll do so good for a while. And next thing you know, I'll look at my calendar. I've done it to myself again. I've, you know, overbooked my calendar again. And my body starts telling me, I can tell I still start to not feel as good. And I have to put myself back into check again. And I think it's important to note that because I don't think it's one of those things that, you know, you go, you get your coach, you get yourself in check, and then you're good for the rest of your life. Because for most of us, there's always going to be that next thing and that next thing and that next thing that we keep adding to our schedules. And before you know it, we're right back <laughs> to where we started. Well, that's exactly it. And that's what I work with my clients is creating that awareness. Yeah. And your body and your mind are telling you, okay, that's enough. That's enough. But we do, we ignore it. And it's creating that awareness and having the confidence to ignore it, like not to ignore it, but to listen to it and yeah. to do something about it. And there's a lot of people like past clients that I talk to and they're the same as you. I, I can, I recognize the symptoms. I recognize that I'm going into, I'm, I'm stress is working in stress is good. I love working in stress, but you can't stay there. You know, it is exciting and it is, a, you got your adrenaline going, oh, yeah. you can't stay there. And when your body starts telling you, okay, that's enough, take that time. And that's where we all have problems. And I know I do it myself, you know, I'll overwork myself on a project, but then I'll take that time out. And the thing is taking the time out 
guilt-free is another one. Yeah. We have Absolutely. a hard time doing that. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah, because there's this like ongoing to-do list that seems like it just keeps growing. And if we take one moment, it's just going to all implode. You know, that was my thought when I before I had my complete breakdown where I was just I didn't care if it imploded at that point before I, before that I kept thinking I, I can't stop. Because if I stop, it's everything that I've worked for to this point is just going to fall apart. I, I literally had that in my head that I literally couldn't stop. I had to work, you know, 20 to 21 hours a day because if I stopped, that was just going to be it. That, that would just be it. Everything I'd worked for years at that point was just going to all fall to pieces. But the thing was, is when I hit my complete burnout and I had to stop, there wasn't even a choice. There wasn't, you know, a cognitive decision to stop. There was no choice. I couldn't do anything. It didn't implode. <laughs> you know what I mean? It didn't fall apart. It didn't implode. All these, you know, horror stories that I told myself in my mind that was going to happen, none of them did. And I think for me, especially, and I'm sure there's a lot of other people that are the same way, I am definitely the learn the hard way type of person. You could tell me something a thousand times unless I fall on my own face. I'm probably not going to listen. I'm that, you know, to that level stubborn. So for me, I think I needed to feel that. And I needed to see that even though that moment sucked, I'm the one that put myself in that position and the world around me did not fall apart. Everything that I worked for did not fall apart. And it was okay that I had to quit. It was okay that I had to take that time off. And honestly, in retrospect, my business did better because of it, because I was so busy that I was working on all these things that I thought was the things that I was really just wasting so much time and not hyper focusing on the things that were, was making me the most money. I can't even see it because I wasn't stopping long enough to look, you know, when you're working with entrepreneurs or, you know, business owners, what are, can you kind of walk us through, you know, some, I guess some conversation pieces or questions that you ask them to be able to figure out kind of where they're at and what type of assistance with you that they're needing. Well, the one thing I do is um, really getting clear of what you want. Uh -huh. And as you said, you were bouncing around doing things that weren't moving your needle forward. And that happens when you're living in stress because you are making unfocused decisions. You're making panic decisions. You're not really looking at what you need to do. You're and reacting. Exactly. You're not <laughs> responding. You're reacting. Exactly. And what I do, what the steps I do take with people is that getting clear, first of all, just taking that step back, chilling, and then yeah. where do you want to go? And because people tend to focus on nitty gritty stuff, as you said, too, that don't move that needle ahead and you can work it and work and work it, but it's still not going to move the needle ahead. Doesn't matter how many hours you spend doing it. And getting really clear on where you want to go, where you want your business to go, where you want your life to go, and then completely revamping your time and energy inventory. Like, where are you spending your time? And a lot of us, when we are making decisions under stress, we tend to say yes. Let's add it onto our plate because oh, yeah. we don't have the energy to say no or we don't oh, want to have <laughs> No, let's just add more, add more. Yeah. And meanwhile, we're ready to explode. So yeah, it's bound, creating boundaries is a big thing. Saying no, deleting things, delegating things, and yeah. really looking at what you can 
physically, mentally manage on a day. Like if you took your to-do list that you're expecting to do today and gave it to someone else, are they going to go, oh my Lord, what's she trying to do? You know, or are you trying to clone yourself three times to get your to-do list? And being realistic, that's the thing. It's being realistic on what you can actually get accomplished. And not only that, when you are creating that to-do list, there's going to be hiccups, there's going to be problems, and stuff's going to take a little longer or less. But you've got to account for those problems. Like one day I, this week, I was going to do a video, and all of a sudden, the program was missing. So that took like an hour to figure that out. So now I'm expecting all these other things to flow nicely behind that. Well, I didn't, I couldn't do it. So I had to rearrange things and learning that flexibility. And a lot of times when we are in stress, we're really hard on ourselves too. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the biggest thing. It's that we are so hard on ourselves. And meanwhile, it's like, chill. <laughs> well, and I think you said, you know, about making the to-do list and if you hand it to somebody else, it's similar to something that I say, just because I would make my to-do list and I would have never given anybody the to-do list that I made for myself. However, I expected myself to, to be able to do it added to having a family added to the fact that, you know, I have a special needs son. So I never knew, you know, what he would need that day. Cause it's almost, you know, I, it would be like waking up with a different child every day, sometimes just depending on where he was at that day. And I, and I knew that, but yet when I made that list, I did not put that flexibility into my list. And when I couldn't get something done, you know, I would beat myself up and beat myself up, which just makes made me less productive because then I'm sitting there thinking about all the things I didn't do. And even if I had a moment to do something, all I'm doing is using that time to beat myself up about what I didn't do. So when you're working with, with <coughs> we're primarily with women, and I find this to be the case with a lot of women that I work with, the idea of this this faux perfection, this idea that we have to show up perfect for all the things, all the time, seems to be something that is is very common and i think in my opinion it seems to be what a lot of our to-do list <laughs> gets added from because we feel like we have to show up perfectly all the places all the time and you know i was a wannabe perfectionist for most of my life you know i had this idea that I had to never show that I struggled, never show, you know, that I wasn't perfect, even though looking back, I don't think anybody ever thought that I was, but I still had this idea that I had to show up in such a way that was impossible. It was completely impossible. And yet I still put that mark on myself. I think for a lot of us, we have this idea because we're thinking that next person is perfect. That next person, oh, if I can only be like that person then, if I can only be like that person then. And the funny thing is, is that I can remember after I had my complete breakdown and after I started kind of putting my pieces back together and was only putting the pieces in that I felt fit because I couldn't take on too much anymore. I remember somebody coming up to me and they started to say something about some struggle they were having and they said well you don't want to hear about this you wouldn't understand because you got it all together and i was like you know <laughs> you have to understand i was i was barely hanging on by thread in every area of my life and to have somebody say that to me it kind of floored me honestly and then it, but at the same time it lit a light bulb on my head 
we have this idea that this other person that we're seeing on social media or seeing up speaking or whatever, you know, has, has it better than we do, or, you know, has more opportunities than we do, or has it, you know, easier than we do or whatever, but life's messy and everybody's flavor of messy flavor of chaos, you know, is a little bit different, but we all have it. And I can't tell you one person that I've talked to, especially since I started kind of really speaking out and being real about all of my struggles that, you know, thinks they have it all together. Most people know that they don't have it all together, but I still think that there's so many people that feel like they have to show up like they do. Is that something that you find common with the people that you work with? And do you feel that that is adding to the stresses and the imbalances that they're finding in their life? Absolutely. Like it's crazy. I mean, it's almost like comparing ourselves to, you know, Joan Cleaver on TV. And I don't know why women do, but we do it and we compare ourselves and we, we, but we're seeing the best of the other person and we want to be that 24 seven, but we're seeing the best of that other person. And some of the books I've read in doing my coaching, it's hilarious of the insecurities of stars that we look up to, or, you know, like Gabby Bernstein, I love working. I worked with her. You know, she's very down to earth. You know, when I go out in my conferences, I'm freaking it. I'm doing this. But she puts it out there. A lot of us don't put it out there. And then we tend to look not real. <laughs> no, no, I get it. One of the things is, is people want real. People vibe with real. And, and how do you know who you're really going to connect with if you're not really putting your real self out there? But I mean, I can admit when I first started opening up, and being like my real self. It's not that I was lying about myself before. I wasn't doing that. I just wasn't sharing all of who I was. I thought I had to hide a lot of myself. I thought that I had to show up as uber professional all the time, or I couldn't have a business that I worked with other, other businesses, even though there's lots of parts of me that is not what a lot of people consider professional. You know, I'm definitely sarcastic. I love to be outside barefooted. You know, I'm like I'm very much this kind of blend of, you know, business and like hippie and, you know, and I thought I had to like be this certain way if I was going to make it in the business world. And that's just, that really wasn't me. I mean, I've got like this much of me, you know, just a little tiny fragment of me that's like that. But for the most part, that wasn't me, but I thought I had to show up like that. So, but it was, it was actually exhausting. It was exhausting to have to like show up like that all the time. And I found it refreshing terrifying at first i'm like oh my terrifying at first to show up as my real self because i wasn't sure what was going to happen but after that refreshing that i don't have to try to you know be uber professional all the time my clients know that if i'm working with them that i'm going to be professional and do what they need to be done but that you know i am who i am and i think that is a kind of a hard thing to get used to once you have once you realize that not everybody is going to like your real self <laughs> you know? that can be kind of a hard pill to swallow at first but i don't remember if it's at tony robbins or dean graciazzi or who somebody says you know the best definition of marketing is that you are pulling in your people and at the same time you're repelling the people that's not for you and i love that statement because it's so true so hard at first once you have to realize that that person's gonna be like i just don't like you but it's actually refreshing because it's it's getting rid of a lot of that time that you would be wasting 
you know, trying to show up how they wanted you to show up when that's not you. When when you're working with the, your people, is is there a is is there a certain way that you kind of help walk them through all these things that we were talking about to be able to show up as their real self, to be able to, you know, make their to-do list realistic. Is this something that you have a, I guess, a program that you work them through? Or is it very much crafted to what, you know, their personality is and what they need? Well, it's definitely crafted to their personality and what they need because everybody's different and everybody has a little nudge of this issue, you know? And the thing is, is like, I don't know why we try to be who we're not because that doesn't go very far. <laughs> you, no. know, you know, here's the fake Denise and here's the fake Maria. <laughs> yeah, I know. Don't trust me. We look great. <laughs> yeah. No. But the thing is, you know, it's our lives and we've got to live our lives the way we want to. And what's amazing now is that we are all online and with the billions of people out there, we want our own tribe. We don't want people that make us feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And we want the group that everybody has sort of the same ideas and the same feelings towards different things. Sort of, you want your tribe. And that's what I'm trying to attract. And my tribe is business owners and entrepreneurs and mostly women that are a little bit older. Like I, I really don't work with women that have children at home. You know, it's more creating that blended life for ourselves where we are doing fun things and our work. And yeah, we spend a lot of time sort of cloning people that we don't really even know. <laughs> yeah. This glossed over, you know, curated version. I yeah. Get it. I've been there. <laughs> I, I, and I don't even know how it starts. Like, honestly, I, I thought about this one day. I don't remember what I was reading. I was reading some article somewhere or a post or something. And I remember thinking, where did this even, like, where did this start? Like, where did it start where the first person says, you know what? I need to be like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I need to be like that. Because if I really take a step back and I think about it, I don't want to be like anybody. Not really. I don't. No. But, you know, I can remember like knowing what I wanted in my life or what I thought I wanted in my life, I guess I should say at first, you know, and thinking, well, they, they look like they have it. So if I, if I do the same things they're doing, you know, then I'll be able to do that too. And that's the only place, at least for myself, that I could think of that it came from is that, you know, we decide what we think we want in our life, at least at that moment. And then we look over here and this person seems, seems like, you know, they've got that. I was like, oh, they've got that. They must know something that I don't. They've got like the magic potion, the magic, right? And so you start like like e-stalking them just to see what they're doing. Oh, well, if I if I do this and I do this, you know, like make your list of all the things that you need to do to be able to reach that. But the bad part is, or at least this was my case, is, is I was checking all those boxes. I was I was doing all those things, but I wasn't getting this outcome that it looked like they had, and I couldn't figure that out. And it took me forever until I figured out, well, that's because they're only showing the, the, the good parts. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> they're only showing the times where that worked. They're not showing you the times where they sat at home crying with their glass of wine, that they just quit everything. And that's literally what, I, what was going on with me at that moment. I was like, I'm dying. I quit everything. You know, because it's, it's overwhelming to try to be perfect. And the thing is, is there's no such thing as perfect. No. And it, it, it seems so silly now. 
you know, that I even thought that. And but we all kind of or I guess most of the people I've worked with have gone through that mindset issue at least one time in their life. And I think that's why it's so important for, you know, women and men, you know, to be able to talk about these things openly so that so people know that there's no such thing as perfection. You know, there's there's no such thing as having it all together. You know, that it just doesn't exist. But that doesn't mean that you can't create a great life for yourself. But the, the start of that is admitting that, you know, you're not perfect and admitting that maybe you need someone to speak with and somebody to talk to. Yeah. And I think that's where coaches like you come in, because I, I like the way that you show up as real, which I like real. I, I do. I like, I like, I love, I love real. So, you know, I, I like it when people know who they are and aren't afraid to say it. And I, you know, I really, most people that I talk to, they also like real. I don't, I've never had talked to anybody where they're like, no, I don't want real. I want some glossy version of perfection. That's what I want. <laughs> so it's funny that again, we all think that, you know, we have to show up like that at some time or another. Can you share with everyone maybe where, where, first of all, where would they find you if they wanted to speak with you? And do you have some type of um, consultation? Like, how do you get, like, how does, how would somebody start to figure out if you were the right person for them to work with? Because it is very much about, you know, who connects with who on both sides. Well, I'm really big on LinkedIn, which is my platform, because yes, I am working with entrepreneurs. And uh, so you can look me up, Denise Ackert, or balance me on LinkedIn. I do have a group on Facebook where I do provide support for stress and overwhelm. And actually, right now, I am in the process of launching a mini course, and it busts that stress. And what that does is if you are those people out there that feel you've got too much on your plate, not enough time to do things, what this course does is whittles things down into bite-sized pieces that you can handle and um i am on instagram but it's not sort of my jive <laughs> yeah well and i think that's another thing it's, it's important like i think so many people think they have to show up all the places all the time yeah and that is another way you're going to burn yourself out there's just too many things you know and i always tell people pick your things and really dive into those and if you just want to spray something out on the other ones every once in a while stop worrying about it because there's yeah. you, I know you'll read different things there's no point in posting anything unless you're forget that you know show up where you feel you know that you are your people are I think that's the most important thing and I love the idea of having that that course put in bite-sized pieces and I think that is key because again if you're coming from a place of stress and overwhelm you don't need more <laughs> stress and overwhelm right exactly <laughs> and that's the thing like we just put And when we do put a lot on our plates, we put it all on them once. And, you know, if we break things up into bite-sized pieces, we do a chunk or we delegate a chunk and then we reward ourselves after that chunk is done. It makes our lives just so much more manageable. (laughs) Absolutely. No, absolutely. And I love that you said reward because I think that is something that a lot of people don't do. Yeah. And it was something that somebody mentioned to me one time. It was a coach that I was working with. She said, you need to start giving yourself a reward. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, what kind of reward? She was like, I don't know. She, what do you like? And I made a joke that I just time away from the kids. That's what I, like. I mean, I love my kids with all my heart. But even just to be able to tuck away just without them for and not be mom, not be wife, not be business owner for a hot minute. 
that was my idea. So she said, we'll do it. She said, you know, if you give yourself a goal, you reach that goal. She said, even if you have to hide in your office and lock the doors and she said, turn on Netflix and sit in there. And I said, so I've done that. I've made that my goal that I just find little places to hide and yeah. give myself 30 minutes or an hour. Even um, there's been sometimes I've given myself like an entire day, which has been magical, but even 30 minutes and an hour makes a big difference on just kind of resetting you and rebooting you. And I love that idea of rewarding yourself and your reward might look different. You know, everybody's reward might look a little different, but for me, it's just that idea of having that time where I could just be just me, just me, nobody else, just me, you know? And I think that's an important aspect of really being able to be successful uh, with anything really, honestly. Yeah. And that's the thing too. I mean, so for you, it might be alone time and other people might want time with their kids as a reward. You know, let's go out and play in the sand or let's go do this or let's go for a bike ride. It looks different from everybody, but put something into place, give yourself some type of reward. And I love it now because the way I work, I do my chunk. I do something fun. I do my chunk. And when I do this, you know, when I go back to work, I feel refreshed. And I f I'm ready to jump into something else. Absolutely. I'm not sitting there going, oh, I got to do this or I got to do that. And I'm tired and I'm burnt out. And, and then you start making mistakes and you're unproductive. It doesn't push the needle forward for you. No, not at all. I, I, and I think that's what's so important just about rest in general is when I started scheduling in rest time, my productivity went through the roof. Yeah. You know, when I started making myself get in bed at a particular time, even if I wasn't done, which was super freaking hard, I'm not going to lie, because I like to have it done before I go to bed. Even if I wasn't done, it turned that time to go to bed, I was in bed. That's hard, but I started being able to be more productive, you know, so, which is funny because I was working less hours and being more productive. That goes to show you, it's not necessarily the hours you're putting in. It, productivity is the productivity, not the hours. So I love that. So how would how would people find out about your course? I know you said you're on LinkedIn. Um, is there information on LinkedIn there for them to be able to find out more about that? Yes, I actually have a link. Is there some place where I can put the link? Um, I don't know if you have access to the comments, but you can put it in the private, right in the private chat and then I can stick it in there. I don't know if it lets you see where it says private chat on the right hand side. Yes, I do. Oh yeah, there we go. Okay, so I'll put that in yeah, there. Yeah, just stick it in there and I'll stick it in the comments. That way it shows up. But I think that that would be a great, I love the idea of bite-sized pieces because the bite-sized pieces gives you little chunks of goals to be able to get to where you're wanting to be without complete overwhelm. And I think that's the goal. The goal is, you know, to reduce the stress and to balance things and, you know, to be able to do that, obviously you need to have that done and in bite-sized pieces. So I love that. And yeah. what's the name of the course? Assess Stress. <laughs> Assess Stress. Yeah, it's going to okay. be launching in the next couple of days. And what I could do okay. is I will give you, I will create a coupon for anybody, any of your listeners. Okay. And then they can use it. And I'll give so, them that. That would be great. And I will... I'll tag you um, in this post after we get off here too. And that way, if you want to put that just in the comments under that, you can do that. Okay. And there'll be people being able to watch this replay. I will also uh, send you a copy of the downloaded version and you're more than welcome to use it for whatever you want to do. But I've enjoyed talking to you today. I, I love this, this conversation piece. You know, I love this topic because 
it affects everyone. And again, it may affect everyone in a little bit different way, you know, but stress is, I don't know anybody that's not stressed. I, I don't like, you know, I know it's probably been about a year and a half ago. I did just a little workshop. And one of the questions was, would you consider yourself under a lot of stress? Zero people said no. <laughs> you know, all of them said yes. And it was, it was more just trying to figure out, you know, self-assessment wise, if they felt like they were under a lot of stress and, yeah. you know, everybody that I've spoke with ever feels like they're under a lot of stress. And I mean, it's, it's a chronic problem. And most of the time it's something that we're doing to ourselves, <laughs> you know, a lot of it, at least, you know, even if we live a very chaotic life, you know, we definitely don't make it easier on ourselves. I mean, my life, my life's chaotic. It always will be back to having seven kids, back to businesses, you know, all those things. But yeah. I'm, much like you said, I like, a little bit of chaos. I am far too hyperactive to have a super boring, quiet life. I would <laughs> be bored in a heartbeat, but it has to be manageable. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you don't want to get sick and end up in the no. hospital. Or And problem with stress too is that health-wise, if you live in extreme stress too long, it will activate underlying stuff. And a lot of my clients that have had the burn, I've gone into burn it. It's not something that just developed. It was something that was activated by the stress and Absolutely. it's scary. You know, we need to take care of ourselves health wise. Absolutely. And for the most part, I mean, for me, the moment that I did have the breakdown, it wasn't that that moment was the most stressful moment. I had had way worse <laughs> stress before that. It was just that old adage of the straw that broke the camel's back. It was at that moment. I just physically, mentally, emotionally, could not take anymore. Yeah. And you know, that is a, a, a terrible place to be. I don't like feeling out of control. I don't like feeling helpless. I don't, you know, those are two things that are, if you was asked me what the most terrifying thing is, it's those two things. I don't like feeling helpless. I don't like feeling like I'm not in control. And at that moment I felt both. And you know, every single stressor that I had ever had in my entire life, felt like it just come crashing down on me. And you're, and you're right. You know, looking back, there were so many, you know, warning signs that my body kept telling me, you know, but I was ignoring them because I kept thinking I had to get to this destination before I could quote unquote take care of it. And that's become one of my big, big, big things that I tell people is that you, you don't have to get to that point. You shouldn't get to that point. Yeah. You should every time that you have those little warning lights, that's whether it's headaches or chronic fatigue or, you know, just whatever it is, anxiety. You know, we talk about anxiety like it's just, you know, something normal that everybody has. Lots of people have it because we're all under chronic stress all the time. You know, there's ways that we can start to uh, kind of attack this problem in a manageable way. And one of those is by realizing that we can get control of our own balance in our life and that will start to naturally reduce the stress and make us happier healthier all the things more successful you know i could just go on and on so yeah i really strongly suggest that everybody checks out denise's workshop that she has coming up and um that way you can learn how to take bite-sized pieces on balancing your own life <laughs> do you have anything else that you would like to leave anybody with before we get off here just listen to your mind and body because your body and your mind is telling you to slow down. And if you ignore it, you know, yeah. it's not good because our bodies are designed to let us know. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And again, thank you so much for being on here. And I wish you luck with your workshop. You have to keep me posted on how that goes. And I will tag you in the post and that way you can put in the uh, code for um, any of the listeners or viewers to be able to utilize. And until next time we speak, I guess, you know, have a great day and <laughs> stay, stay healthy, stay well. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you.